Coming to you live from the Morningstar Mission Sponsored Studios, this is Carl and Crew Mornings on 90.1 FM Moody Radio. Top of the 6 o'clock hour to you. We're up and rolling here at Carl and Crew, helping you take your next step with Jesus. And Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry wow. Christmas. Have you, you seen the card there. that uh, Allie put together, guys? Yes. yes you great. have? Yeah. Have you I taken a good look? I took a good look. Okay. Check it out, it's really good. crew. We have a card for you. Take it away, Allie. How did they get our Christmas well, card? Our Christmas card, it is posted on Facebook and Instagram. So if you are not following us and you are active on either one of those platforms, please go follow us, Carl and Crew Mornings. If you are not on social media, no problem. Or if you just want it sent to your phone, text the word <laughs> card to 312-274-9624. I don't know why you'd want this on your phone. No, I'm just kidding. No, it's, come it's on. It's a lot of fun. Put it's, it as the, the uh, backdrop. Oh, no. Screensaver. Do people still do screensaver? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Text the word CARD to 312-274-9624. Just saw a comment on, on our Instagram page. Your poses are exactly as I would imagine them to be. Uh, yeah, That's that actually sense. accurate. Yeah, they really are. Slightly different expression on each one of our faces. Some oh, yeah. different hand motions <laughs> that are evident. <laughs> Super Dice in particular is hilarious. Check it out. The only modification I'd have is Young Thunder being under center, playing quarterback. What? Just what being over there off to the side. Playing quarterback by yeah. myself yeah. over in a quarter. Yeah. No, I mean, you you just, it, you're just you into this new game, aren't you? That's true. Oh, Tell it's the so much crew fun. about the new game. Yeah, so this is my uh, manager, Matt, and Andrew, our promotions guy, who we've talked about here recently, uh, they threw us an awesome Christmas party, and they got us all some really cool personalized By the way, gifts. Those tacos were oh, I know. Good. I realize that that place is like 15 minutes from my house, so I will be going there. Oh, that's dangerous. Much minutes from your house yeah. in Wheeling. Yeah, There's it's in, up discovery. in Lake Zurich, so it's not too far. So hold I, it, Lake Zurich is only 15 minutes from you. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So I'm gonna be going. I'm doing the math. That's about. 30 minutes from me. Okay, that makes sense. Might be worth the haul. It really might be. <laughs> I mean, can I was talking about this. Tacos are kind of like the perfect food to serve a big group of people. We had tacos yeah. at our Christmas party. No kidding. Because I've... I don't think I've met anybody who doesn't like tacos. In, in like, it's the universal food. Well, because you can customize it. So, like, I don't eat any dairy, but that's no problem because right. there's lots of other stuff. Yeah. People who don't eat meat can load it up with lots of veggies. Yeah. Yes. So, is there anyone who doesn't like tacos? Yeah, there, there should be, be someone out there. Shouldn't if you be. don't like tacos, uh-huh. text, let, us. Text, text us. I want to see if we can get one person who says, I don't like tacos. Because I really do think they're pretty universally loved. I mean, you can get fish tacos. Chicken tacos. Chicken, you can really make steak, anything into a taco. Bean tacos. <laughs> I don't travel long distances with those folks. But you can try, you can get almost anything <laughs> oh you want. You can saute some veggies That's and right. throw those in a in a little tortilla. Or you don't do gluten. They've got the tostada option. <laughs> Yeah, it's just good. I've given this more stuff. thought than yeah, you probably. Yeah, <laughs> you think about tacos wow. this morning. Wow, she's on a runner this I mean, morning, you folks. Know, tacos are my favorite food, and I'm convinced that guacamole should be its own food group. So uh, there we yeah, go. Yeah, so that there we don't have to go. consume it. Oh, are you? you <laughs> That's don't right. Like guacamole? Yes. Well, we've talked about this. I can't yeah. get the, it's it's the mushiness. Oh, factor. The texture is disgusting. Oh, either. It's like oh, eating mayonnaise oh, out of a bowl. No, it's not. And it's green. It's yeah, it's gross. Guacamole is. Really, one of the best foods out there. I know my bride and you ought to go have. Uh, my bride loves it when they make it, you know, table side. Oh, even better! Get some cilantro in oh, there, yeah. some chopped up diced red onions. I like when they're doing it. I love that, but they plop it on the table, and that's mm. it for me. Yep. I don't want to whiff it. Nope. 
please. It's Carlin Koo mornings. <laughs> At least start your day. Guys, we're talking about how Jesus changed the world, and we've got a bit of a shocker here this morning. Paterfamilias. Paterfamilias. It's an interesting term. It's the best descriptor of what the family construct looked like in the first century. And oftentimes we head into Christmas and we do not understand the gravity, the weightiness of Jesus. The world that he walked into, what he taught, how it threw circuits loose, both in Jewish and Greek Roman culture, and I mean left and right. Coming up here in a moment, I'm going to share a tragic story with you. It's tough. What was going on in the first century Paterfamilias is a term that describes the hierarchy of the family, and it is staggering. This is Steve Green, the first Noel. Sometimes you got to know the tough stuff, right? Yeah. In order to appreciate, in this case, what Jesus really did when he came to this world. Merry Christmas, everybody. Get our Christmas card. Text the word what? Card to 312-274-9624. Your shot of hope to make it through the day. It's Carl and Crew Mornings. When's family life today? High noon? Eleven. No. Eleven. Eleven. It's Eleven. I'm on family life today, yesterday, today, and tomorrow with David Ann Wilson. That's awesome. Really? So oh, yeah, okay. check that out. I okay. couldn't. I somebody alerted me that the, uh, the my book was selling like mad yesterday, and I'm like. Why is that? That's awesome. And then I'm like, oh. Oh, this is one that you previously recorded Yeah, this was previously recorded, but I'm pumped up about this, guys. Check it out. 11 o'clock, Family Life Today. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be with Dave and Ann Wilson here tomorrow, uh, today and tomorrow as well. So, okay, um, this is important to digest here. Paterfamilias is the Greco-Roman term for the family structure. It was actually laid down as an edict. The oldest man in the family had all the stroke. He had all the power. And he made all the decisions. He owned property. Women couldn't. Women were married off to men uh, when girls were in their young teens. Men were in their mid to late 20s. So there was a huge disparity of age bracket breakdown. And uh, one of the things that is very important to understand about this is that the way Children were selected and cared for, as we even touched on yesterday, was just horrific, guys. If the paterfamilia, the, the oldest man in the family, it, it, this is what would happen. The mom would give birth to a baby and the midwife would set the child on the ground. Only if the paterfamilia picked up that baby would it survive. What does that do, paterfamilia, what is, is that means, a Latin term? It's, um, yes. And it means that that father, it's it's the structure of the family. But yeah. it meant that the man had all the stroke. Okay. So it was up to the man whether or not that child would come into his home or he'd let it die. Hmm. Guys, in the first century, 50% of children didn't make it to 10 years old. Wow. 50% of children wow. didn't make it to 10 years old. If the... Man of the home didn't like the sex of the child. Let it sit there and die on the ground. Or sell him or her into slavery. This was common culture. This wasn't like the guys that were bellied up to the bar and happy hour, a subset that was just the goofballs of the culture. This was the culture. The norm. 
This is what Jesus came into. He came into a culture that had so denigrated women, so denigrated family, that children were seen as property. Imagine a child being born to a woman and a midwife takes that child. Woman has no say over whether or not that child is kept. First century, no say. Horrible. Don't tell me Jesus didn't change the world. Yeah. Man. Think about this, guys. Mm -hmm. This is why, as I was studying this last night, and I was reading a ton of stuff on this. I can't only give you a fraction. That's just the plate of sometimes. It's the plate of preachers that are prepared at all, is they share about 10% of what they've learned. Mm Mm-hmm sometimes with radio hosts as well. It's heartbreaking for me as a man to look at what we're doing, pitching the nuclear family. It's like, really, people? Really? That's superdive's common term around here when we're joking. She goes, really? Really? <laughs> well, I'm going to do it in a serious tone. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. This is where we're going to go? Yeah. Oh, this, oh, this is good. This is going to end well. You want to go back to first century here where we're selecting children and we're just messing with nuclear family left and right? And it's just, it's insanity. I'll tell you what it is. The God of the sage is blind at the minds of the unbelieving. And you even think about, you know, a state like Illinois, even though with with Roe v. Wade, that big decision in in, in Illinois, the abortion rate and people coming to Illinois from other states that have now more restrictive laws, the way children are essentially being thrown away. It's, just, it's, it's almost like first century in, in some twisted ways, isn't and the it? The thing that's so hard to to take is that it's that it the way it gets celebrated as as progressive as a Yeah, it used to be that there was a cultural blushing over it. It wasn't championed. Now it's cheered. What's going on? And I think you, I think you, you hit on it. It's the the blinding, a, a blinding effect. And you know, we're always careful when we talk about topics like this because we know with each, you can talk about a topic like kind of a, a with a capital letter at the beginning, and then then there's the individual stories. So it's, it's touched you, you so many. separate the agenda and the celebrating of it from the individual lives of a, of a woman who's in heartache and who makes a decision and and then has to live with that and the pain and all of that that comes with it. And God redeems those kind of stories all the time. We hear about it. Yeah. But you look at a culture that celebrates the ending of a life before it's even had a chance to begin. It's horrific. You had a thought, Young Thunder? Yeah, I was just thinking what Jesus came, and and I truly believe that he did— redeem this and change this part of the world what did he do to change this part of the world this part of the culture coming up in a moment let's tackle that what did jesus do to change this i think there's two specific things he did to change this and let's get into that coming up this is danny Goki. we all need jesus ah it's a sobering thing i just shared there i'm yeah. sorry guys but it's real it's, it's real, real. Merry Christmas. Christ has come, guys. Helping you start your day off right. This is Carl and Crew Mornings. You know, I've always been a big proponent of a historical cultural context. And uh, when you read the Bible, 
Um, I think let's take this issue right now because we're talking about how Jesus changed the world. And the fact is, first century was paterfamilias. It was the patriarchal authority of the oldest male in the family. And so this wasn't even the father, the child necessarily, that had the, the call on whether or not this kid was going to live. Okay. A, a teenage mom gives birth to a child. And by the way, marriage and divorce, first century, ready for this one? Marriage, big month for marriage is much like it is now. June, June was a big month for marriage. Mm-hmm. Huh. But it was a, it wasn't in front of God, which by the way is another thing Jesus did mm. because oh, he yeah, added to the right. words that are found in Genesis one repeated by Paul, but first stated by Jesus. Jesus said, what God has brought together, let no man tear apart. Yeah. So he, and he added that to the Genesis account. So Jesus spoke of marriage in radically different terms than they did in first century Greco-Roman empire. And it's what's crazy about this guys is that divorce wasn't even divorce. It was, we're done. And when the dude decided we were done, they were done. You know where the girl went back to the dad. Hmm. And then she was back on the shopping block again. It was just, that's the way it went. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just went. So they, they have babies born, and here was where we've been, boom, crew, and it's just tragic. But this is why historical, cultural context is so important when you're reading your Bibles, and it will come alive. And instead of looking at, as Allie was just telling me off air, the little picture of Jesus with the kids walking up to him and everyone else looking at him like, oh, shucks, isn't he great Savior? Are you kidding me? Is that an aw shucks moment? Yeah. Jesus has got these kids coming around him, and don't think for a moment the Roman culture wasn't didn't have their cup bumped at every level. Yeah, you probably had some people looking at him very angry. You probably oh, had some people whispering in the corner, bewildered, like, "What are you doing? This is not okay." These are these are children. These are, and they didn't even call them children. Yeah, they were regarded as property. And you might think, how does this happen? Yeah. I'll tell you how this happens. You take God out of a culture, and this is how this happens. When you look in a mirror, and that's your highest authority, or you don't have a document by which you guide your life by, I've asked people this all the time. Where does America go without having the scriptures? What's your your true north? What's your launching off point? I'll tell you what it is. What's rumbling around in your tummy in the picking morning? Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. No, I mean, and I'm not angry. I'm I'm just passionate. No, about this. I mean, we can. It's easy to see where the culture still goes without Jesus, because, yes, Jesus did change the culture, but the culture without him still goes back to things like no fault divorce today. Where you can just we say, slid there, baby, 1967, uh, yeah. right? Somebody check that out. I think it's 67, no fault divorce. I'm done because I, it's just too difficult or it's frustrating and I want to be done. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, it. you can have both parents in a child's life and not have those parents loving that child. And that happens today. Yeah. And us as Jesus followers have the opportunity to be different. And share that yeah. change in culture with them. Yeah. And and I mean, if there was ever a way to honor Jesus in this season, honor kids, honor children, love them, champion the nuclear family. Honestly, you want to you do right by Jesus? 
Yeah. Let's let's champion the good stuff, man. Isn't that such a crazy thing that one of the biggest witnesses we can have is having a healthy family system? Yeah, oh, big time. Grounded in Jesus? Absolutely. And and more so. Because the the fruit of not just having a family that stays together, but yeah. but loves each other. Thrives together. Yeah. Is yeah. powerful witness. Oh man, we're way behind the eight ball. Right after noons, we'll keep this discussion going. Get more from your morning show. Check us out on social media. Just search Carl and Crew Mornings on Facebook and Instagram. All right, I'm going to give us some emotional whiplash here. Where we've been and where we're going are two different things. This is where we've been. Jesus changed the world. He changed the world, guys. Give us that fire hose us with that list of all the stuff that we were rattling off yesterday. You got that handy? Yeah, well, we've been talking about how Jesus changed the world for children. We talked about the how infanticide, the killing of children in infancy was so common. Uh, Jesus uh, promoted the adoption of children. He loved children. He cared for children. Jesus changed the status of women. Women were no longer considered property but considered equals. He had women among his followers Think about the first woman to declare that he has risen was a woman. We have the way he impacted the healthcare system, hospitals, more hospitals built in the name of Jesus, the education system, the whole Western system of education and scholarship is because of Jesus' yeah. followers. It's a big deal. When Jesus came into the first century, Greco-Roman culture uh, had so diminished, um, actually had formally diminished the family in such a way that it had been inscripted into law. The head of the family was the oldest guy alive. And when a baby was born, a midwife took the baby, set it on the ground. And only if the oldest man in the family wanted that child, did they pick it back up. It's horrifying. It's just almost hard to get your brain around. This is why historical cultural understanding of scriptures is so important. Because when Jesus says, let the kids come to me. He was, he was looking at a culture going, you guys don't have a clue. I mean, this wasn't just a nice guy. This is a revolutionary. Yeah. Jesus stepped into a culture and said, let the kids come to me. And by the way, you're only fit for the kingdom of God if you come to me as nepios. That was a Greek word for a little baby that meant one without words. Meaning, this is the way you're positioned for the kingdom. That caused whiplash. I'm oh my sure. goodness! <laughs> to be like a be like a child. How yeah. insulting yeah. might that have seemed? Oh, you want me to do what? To be like a child? That old fart head of the home guy. He would have been just ripping mad at that, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, come on. So it's it's tough, guys, um, to imagine what's going on, and this is why it's hard. And we'll spend thirty seconds on this, Sally. This is why it's hard to see where we're going today. Just the absolute careless throwing away of the nuclear family, the very thing that Jesus championed. By the way, not just championing children. When he talked about roles and how a husband is to love his wife as Christ loved the church, boo, circuits busted. Mm. And he wrote that to the church of Ephesus that was loaded with Greco-Roman culture. Yep. <laughs> yep. Ew, man, he was a cup bumper. Jesus was. Yeah. We can't just throw it away, guys. And Young Thunder said the right thing. It's true. The greatest thing we can do to be a witness in our culture today is not to rank on necessarily the nuclear family dissolving. I think when given a chance, you need to speak up. Sure. But the best thing we can do is put 
nuclear family, although imperfect, on display for what it can be in the power of Christ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Through your family, through my family. Yeah, such a cool thing. All right, I told you we're going to give you whiplash. We are. I need a little up-tempo song here because we're going to totally swip, swap this thing around okay. here. We are going to do some Crazy Alley Christmas Trivia. See, I change oh. the title every day. Okay. okay. Ready for another round? We got to do it, guys. I want to give <laughs> okay. away some Carl and Crew prize right, packs. And I'm going to go ahead and let you know how this works right now. Two of you are going to play against one another. Both of you are going to win. One of you gets bragging rights. That's just the way it works. I cannot stomach sending someone away without a garland right, prize right, pack. Right. It just doesn't seem right. No, it's not. Sorry, loser. You don't get anything. <laughs> Thanks for calling in. Now we're gonna we're gonna give away um, we're gonna give away a couple of prize packs here, but we need a couple contestants right now. So if you want to play some trivia, this is zero risk. We're gonna give away prize packs zero because risk. it's just fun. <laughs> but one of you is gonna get bragging rights if that means anything to you. If you want to play our Christmas trivia. This is round maybe five or six. 312-274-9624. We need two contestants right now. 312-274-9624. Oh, yeah. There we go. Oh, yeah. Pumpkin pie. Make it warm. Put some whipped cream on that bad boy. Oh, man, yeah. Mm. Man. Okay, hold on. We got to get to our trivia. Yeah, we We got contestants sitting here. We do. Carl's got his cup of coffee. He's yeah. jamming in here. Hey, we're still doing a show. Hello. We've got John and Missy waiting on the phone lines who are ready to play today's Christmas trivia. The first person to get three questions correct will win the day. John, you are up first. Here is your question. This is multiple choice. Who assembled the first strand of electric Christmas lights? Who assembled the first strand of electric Christmas lights? Was it James Watt, Nikola Tesla, or Thomas Edison? <laughs> Oh, what? I'm going to say a James Watt. No, oh. you want to steal Missy? I'll give you I'm the options say- again. It is not James Watt. Is it Tom's Thomas Edison or Nikola Tesla who assembled the first strand of Christmas lights? Thomas Edison. That is correct. Missy wow. gets point number one. one. John, back to you. According to the song, what did my true love give to me on the eighth day of Christmas? Was it eight maids a-milking, eight ladies dancing, or eight lords a-leaping? Eight maids a-milking. You got it, yeah. John. Tied it there you up. go. Tied it up, John. Back to you. Which of the following is not a type of Christmas tree? Fur? Spruce or redwood? Which of the following is not a common type of Christmas tree? Fir, spruce, or redwood? Missy, this one's for you. Oh, sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, C. C is correct. Yes. Redwood is not. Woo, definitely not. Oh, want to get oh. one of those in your living room. <laughs> get a big old redwood. Yeah, right. You guys ever been to the redwood forest? I haven't, but oh, I know man, how big they, they are. are big go. old mothers. They are huge. <laughs> you don't want one of those in your room. All right, what do you got, Alan? John, back to you. A Yule log is specially selected firewood to be burned on Christmas. What's the other meaning of a Yule log? It's firewood or it's this. Um... 
Wow, I think it has something to do with Israel. But no. uh, is it is it Hanukkah? Nope, that's not oh. correct. Missy, do you want to steal this one or do you want another question? Oh. I yeah. actually just received a Yule log. Um, you said... <laughs> it's either oh. firewood. What's the other meaning of Yule log that's commonly used this time of year? Okay, I'll you... have to pass on that one. I'm okay. not sure. Okay, the correct answer for that one is it's a common dessert. Dessert. It's a sponge cake. Yes. I didn't know a that. A Yule yeah, log. You didn't I, know? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. So, Missy, here is <laughs> your question. What was the first Christmas... Probably sold it at Chick-fil-A. It's on Young Thunder. <laughs> what was the first Christmas song, Missy, to be sung in outer space? Was it Joy to the World? Was it Jingle Bells or was it Hark the Herald Angels Sing? Which one is the first Christmas song to be sung in outer space? I'm going to go with Hark the Herald Angels Sing. That is not correct. Uh. John, you can steal here. Was it Jingle Bells or or was it, I'm sorry, what was the... (laughs) It wasn't Hark the Herald Angels Sing. I'm losing track of what was of what was answered. Oh, no. I'm gonna move to a different question. John, you get a freebie on this one. I lost No, I you. think it's Joy to the World. No. No. Oh, I, I thought it was too. I thought it was Joy to the World. Uh, no, right. no. It's Jingle Bells. Now we're back to Missy. We're back to Missy. What's the score? I it's actually two Missy, to one. two to one. Yeah. Okay, Missy, you could get the win on this one. The Christmas Canon is played by which famous orchestra? The Metropolitan Orchestra, the Chicago Symphony Orchestra, or the Trans-Siberian Orchestra? The Christmas Canon played by which famous orchestra? Metropolitan, Chicago, or Trans-Siberian? Trans-Siberian. That is correct. Missy is our big winner today. Congratulations, <laughs> Missy. You get bragging rights, but both Missy and John get a prize pack for yes. playing along. Yeah, and we're putting the mustard to it today because I got three bags of coffee here. Two of them are burning a hole in my pocket, and we're going to give those in those bags. Yes, let's nice. talk about them. Nice. Sounds good to me. From Moody Aviation Coffee, what do you guys say? This, this coffee will make you fly away. <laughs> That's right. Wow. Thank you very much. You're Thank welcome. I wanted to tell Carl that my mom makes homemade pumpkin pie. Ooh. Oh. Some homemade pumpkin and it's pie. Like everybody just comes from miles. They absolutely love it. Homemade. <laughs> Do you have our address, right? <laughs> Yeah, right. Just checking. I don't think you would have said pie in the mail. <laughs> Maybe not. No, hey, listen, we love you guys. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Stay on the horn. We Merry gotta Christmas. get your get your details. That's what I'm talking about. Right? What a lot of fun, huh? It's a lot oh, of so fun. good. Helping you start your day off right. This is Carl and Crew Mornings. We have a special guest with us this morning, Tori Hope Peterson. She's a foster mom, an adoptive mom, biological mom, and works with nonprofits advocating for vulnerable populations. Tori, uh, when we think about the vulnerable and then we look at the scriptures, we find in Ephesians chapter 5, verses 1 and 2, that we're called to love like Jesus loved. Boy, you're right in the middle of it, aren't you, sister? Must give you incredible joy. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You know, I had I grew up in the foster care system and I had a lot of people love me like Jesus and I wouldn't be where I am if it wasn't for them. And so I just really look at them and I look at the life of Jesus and I'm like, I want to do that. (laughs) You've written a book called Fostered, One Woman's Powerful Story of Finding Faith and Family Through Foster Care. How did God use this part of your story being in the foster care system to really help bring you to him? 
Yeah, Genesis fifty twenty says that what the enemy meant for evil, God will use for good, yes. the saving of many lives. And I feel like God has shown me that throughout my life. I didn't believe in God for a long time. And I was very hmm. skeptical of him and very angry at him. Um, but I could just continue to see that God really wanted to make the worst parts of my life good. And I just had to say yes to that. I just had to say, yes, God, use me and I will do your will. And the more I do that, the more I see God's just redeeming hand and faithfulness. You know, Tori, a lot of people hear stories about foster care, and oftentimes we hear the painful ones. And you quoted a passage from uh, about Joseph's story, his narrative. It seems in life that the most powerfully used people have gone through deep pain. Is that part of your story, mm-hmm. Tori? Yeah, so when I lived with my biological mom, um, there was a lot of abuse and neglect in the home, and that's what led my sister and I to go into the foster care system. And I thought, I was like, okay, this is my my sister's chance at having a family, at escaping the abuse. But my sister and I were separated within a month of living together, and I had to move to a residential group home, and I moved throughout 10 more foster homes after that. And I just felt so displaced. I felt like, I wasn't wanted, like I didn't belong. And so there was so much pain. Um, but through that pain, you know, God has shown me that he's faithful. And now my sister, who I was separated from, she lives with me full time. Um, we're her kinship care providers. And, um, you know, just all of the, the trauma and the abuse. Now I get to educate foster parents and caseworkers, people who work in child welfare, and people who want to get involved, who want to help kids in foster care. I get to educate them and help them get involved. Tori Hope Peterson with us right now coming up. Uh, you, Your book, you really want people to help kind of realize and appreciate the reality of our own spiritual adoption. Let's unpack that part of your story, Tori. More Carlin Crew Mornings coming up. Don't miss out on all the fun. Keep up with Carl and Crew Mornings on Facebook and Instagram. And don't forget, that's Carl with a K. We've got Tori Hope Peterson with us right now. She's author of the book, Fostered, One Woman's Powerful Story of Finding Faith and Family Through Foster Care. Tori, something that you don't, uh, it's kind of down on your bio list here. It's this little thing that says Tori was named Miss Universe 2021. Tori, what do you mean Miss Universe 2021? God must have given you this promotion to help feature what your ministry is now. I got to believe that. Do you? You know, I do think that he did. I was me and my husband, we were fostering a sibling group of three, and then we have two biological children. We had five kids, three and under. And I was just Whoa. like, I want to do something fun. Like, I was I was just in, you know, <laughs> the, it was hard. I was just in it. And I was like, I want to do something fun. And, you know, I was like with my mom bun and my sweatpants every day. I was like, you know what sounds fun? Getting dressed up, getting pretty, doing photo shoots. And so <laughs> someone presented me the, the opportunity of pageantry, and I was like, you know, I don't know about that. Like, that kind of seems silly, honestly. So I like, okay, I'm going to do it. <laughs> but I'm going to do I, it. But when I laid my head down at night, I was like, man, actually, that sounds really fun. So I was like, I'm going to do it. And I was already doing everything I do now. I had the honor and pleasure of speaking and writing and sharing my story. But sometimes I felt like because I was so young, people wouldn't take me seriously. I'm only 26 years old. And then I got this title, Mrs. Universe. I'm still the same person. 
But people take me way more seriously. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is the best. I love exp- that. That's the best explanation for a pageant girl I ever heard in my I life. I love that. That is great. <laughs> Tori, let's talk about spiritual adoption. This is so clear in scripture, and this must resonate with you in a pretty special way. You know, I I wanted a dad so bad. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, God, if you loved me so much. Why didn't you just give me a dad? Like I wouldn't have had to go into the foster care system mm. when my mom was having her episodes of mania. Maybe my dad could have came and took me and kept me and my sister safe. And so I was like, God, there's no way that you're real. There's no way that you're good. So, I mean, this is a great solution and you didn't give it to me. That church had a foster mom who was taking me to church and we sang the song, Good, Good Father. And I was just like, oh, like you're my father. Like mm. you're the daddy that I have been looking for that has been protecting me and loving me this whole time. And so it's just like, okay, I'm your daughter and I want to live for you. That is beautiful. Tori, we're big here on this morning show. We're a little bit different for Christian radio. We're like crazy freedom fighters. We talk about discipleship and stories. How long you been following Jesus? I mean, really a disciple of Christ, Tori. So when I was 17, um, gave my life to Jesus, understood that he was my father, that he was my dad, and I was his daughter, and I really wanted to live a life that reflected him and that loved him. And I went on to college, and kind of, you know, I was saved when I was 17, then went to college, like, just months later, and I did not know how to walk out my faith at all. Mm -hmm. So I actually Googled most Christian colleges in the nation, because I was like, I need to learn how to walk out my faith. Like, I need to be in a good community. And I transferred colleges to Hillsdale College, and that really helped form my faith. And I would say, you know, I started walking, like, wanting to live for the Lord when I was 17, but it was really when I went to college that I learned what that was. Oh, you've, that's, you just set up our whole show here. We're all about <laughs> helping you take your next step with Jesus. Wow. Wow. Our <laughs> guest, Tori Hope Peterson. The book is called Fostered. One woman's powerful story of finding faith and family through foster care. Yeah, thank you so much, Tori Hope. Ah, What a great middle name, by the way. Tori Hope Peterson, thanks for being with us today, sister. You've been a real blessing. Thank you guys so much for having me. It was my pleasure. You ready? I am. What is it? It is our annual... Allie's rocking around the Christmas quiz. Oh, so we've decided that this is annual? This It is now. It is now. <laughs> See you next year, Allie. Somebody remind me. <laughs> Here we go, guys. Uh, we got a lot of people. Uh, <laughs> people are coming in with their own title ideas here. Oh, that's good. Allie, like that. Allie ask, asks the Yuletide Trivia Challenge. Oh, I love it. Ooh. Allie's answer assessment. <laughs> Wow, that sounds a really <laughs> official. Play on the A's there. Yeah. <laughs> we have our two contestants who are going to be answering some trivia questions. Well, at stake bragging rights. Both of you are going to get a Carl and Crew prize back just for being good sports. Christina, first-time caller from Carol Streams, contestant number one. Roberta, first-time caller from Hinsdale, is contestant number two. Ladies, the rules are very simple. I'm going to give you a question. Give me the correct answer. You get a point. The first person to get three points will be called the winner. Christina, you are up first. Multiple choice. Which European city hosts the world's largest Christmas market? Is it A, Paris, France, B, Munich, Germany, or or C, Vienna, Austria? Paris, Munich, or Vienna? I am going to go with Paris. 
That is not correct. Roberta, you can steal it. Is it Munich, Germany or Vienna, Austria? I'm going with Vienna. You are correct. First point. Very nice. There we go. go. Roberta, Christina, we're back to you. This is uh, only two options here. Did the majority of people use an artificial tree or a real Christmas tree? Which way do you think it skews as of most recent, I guess, numbers? More artificial or more real Christmas trees out there? What do you say, Christina? Um, More artificial. You are correct. Very nice. All tied up here, Roberta. This question goes to you. Multiple choice. How many points does a snowflake have? Does it have six points, eight, or 12? Think about a snowflake. Six, eight, or 12 points or sides. Wow, I should remember my kindergarten days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm back there with you. Folding up the paper, yeah. snipping Good it job, out. How, oh many, how many sides or points does a snowflake have? Is it six, eight, or 12, Roberta? I'm going to go all out with 12. Ah, not correct. Oh. Christina, it's no. back to you. Is it six or is it eight? Mm, I am going to go with thinking of folding paper, six. Six is correct. Very nice. Where are we at on points? Two for Christina and one for Roberta. Okay, Roberta, you got to tie it up with this one. Which what fashion trend is popular for Christmas parties, and it involves wearing intentionally an ugly item of clothing. What is it called? This fashion trend around Christmas time, where you intentionally wear an ugly item of clothing. What's it called? The ugly sweater. The ugly Christmas sweater. It's correct. We're all tied up. Christina, back to you. What food, Christmas food, has a long shelf life, is popular during the holidays, but not many people like to eat it? Twinkies. <laughs> oh. Ah, Christi- uh, Christina, this one's for you. Sauce. Say that one more time. Sauce. Cranberry sauce. Cranberry sauce. That is not correct. Yeah. Roberta, you want to give, give it a shot? Yeah. What food has a long shelf life, popular during the holiday season, but not many people like to eat it? Fruitcake. <laughs> that is correct. Very nice. Fruitcake. Fruitcake. Do we have a winner? Yeah, we do. Cake. It's Roberta. Roberta's a winner. Way to go, Roberta. You are our Roberta, winner. Roberta, you got bragging rights, but Christina and Roberta both are grand prize winners here right. today. This hour, I should yep. say. Yes. Both of you get a prize pack just for playing with us. Great job, guys. Thanks. No, no fruitcake, though. No, no fruitcake. Fruit <laughs> I tried that for the first time last week. Horrible. Horrible piece of cake. Never do it again. <laughs> Well, Jonathan, tell us how you really feel. Jonathan, <laughs> I am so with you on that, man. It's so gross. Fruitcake is just. Boom. Oh, man. It's um, I don't know what it is. It's the fruit in the cake. Well, it's not even. It. I don't even all of it's fruit. Some of it's those little like juju fruits, They're like little can gummy it's candies. Like a congealed Ugh. gel. Yeah. Man, making it sound really appetizing. Some people like it. No, some people love it. I don't know well, why. It does have a long shelf life, and apparently it's popular in the holiday season. <laughs> Okay, we are Facebook Live right now on Carl and Crew. You can watch us there, Carl with K. By the way, follow us on Instagram as well. You'll notice our Christmas card is up there. But it is time right now, and we've got we got two great guest yes. gift getter and gift opener with get us some today. Extra help today from Andrew and Matt, who are also a part of the Moody Radio team. Off mic, doing <laughs> yes. a ton, a Woo-hoo. ton of things behind the scenes. Let's introduce today's uh, call-in winner, Sharon from Des Plaines. Today's big winner. Congratulations, Sharon. How long have you been listening to Moody Radio? 
Oh, my goodness. I go back about 10 years. Oh, <laughs> fantastic. Well, we're glad to have you on board. Uh, Andrew's going to pick out a gift from under our tree. It's going to be for you and for an online winner yet to be announced, but soon to be announced. <laughs> okay, he's investigating. Any, any, he's... any preference? We've got white wrapping. We've got beautiful brown wrapping. Yeah, what would you like, Sharon? We got we got colorful, bright wrapping, or we got kind of like brown wrapping? We have a little bag. Oh, and we got a little bag on the tree. Bright colored Bright Bright colors. colors. We're we're requesting bright colors. And go big. Let's go big. I'm so excited. (laughs) We're excited for you. We're excited for you. Oh, okay. This one's got some some weight to it. Hand me that little yellow sticker off the top there. Manager Matt is going to open it up. That little yellow. Thank you, Matt. Okay. So Matt is now taking over. Matt's our station manager. He's going to, this gift has two parts, Sharon. He's opening part one. Ah, what's number one? Looks like like it's a camp mug. A camp mug. Camp mug insulated. Made by Stanley. Okay. We got a camp mug, guys. This is the Winter Wonderland gift pack that we have here. Okay, gift number two, beautifully wrapped. With I, some white, green, and red. I see the name Keurig. Ooh, oh. Keurig. He's got a big smile on his face. Keurig. Carl, Keurig. what's the gift pack? All right, here it is. Here it is, Sharon. And we're playing along for someone, by the way, who we drew a name out of a hat. Yes. Did you get yes. that name? Online okay, winner. so we are, this is Winter Wonderland gift pack, Keurig K-Mini coffee maker with Stanley insulated coffee mug. The Keurig K-Mini single-serve <laughs> coffee maker features a sleek design, is effortlessly simple to use, and is the portable <laughs> brewer that makes anywhere a place for a perfect cup of coffee. Yes. The Stanley insulated mug now, will keep that. With, does that come with espresso? <laughs> Oh, sister, let me tell you, because I'm a Keurig pro, you can load up espressos in these bad boys as well. You'll be ready to go. And then you got the Stanley insulated mug as well. I'm glad you're getting a kick out of this because we're fired up. You want it. Who's our online winner today, Our online winner today is Darla from Hawthorne Woods. Yes, Darla! Prize pack, also getting the Keurig with the mug, the whole gift. What's the name of this gift pack again? It's called the Winter Wonderland gift pack. Winter Wonderland gift pack. Congratulations to Sharon from Displains and Darla from Hawthorne Woods, today's big winners. Congratulations, you guys. And uh, we got three more days, so you better get your name in the hat now. Make sure you're in there. Text the word Christmas to 312-274-9624. Text Christmas to 312-274-9624. Then be listening every day for your opportunity to call in so we can read your name as well. All right. Thanks, guys, for stepping in here today. Matt, Andrew, rest of the team. And always a big thanks to Chris Seagard, everybody. Yes, Chris! Hey, this is Carl with Carl and Crew, and I'm so grateful that you listened to this showcast. Thank you mostly for being part of the Boom Crew as we help you take your next step with Jesus. You're a huge encouragement to us. We'll be here again live every weekday morning from 5 to 9 a.m. Godspeed.